Greetings and salutations. Hello and welcome to this edition of Everyday Ignatian. We always begin each episode by reciting a prayer called the Angelus. If you are not familiar with the Angelus, that is okay, because I have included the link in the show notes. So if you haven't done so already, I invite you to go into those show notes and open up that link so that we can pray together. Thank you again for joining us and enjoy the episode. God bless you all. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived of the Holy Ghost. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it done unto me according to thy word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the word was made flesh, and dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Pray for us, O Holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. Let us pray. Pour forth, we beseech thee, O Lord, thy grace into our hearts, that we, to whom the incarnation of Christ thy Son was made known by the message of an angel, may be brought, by his passion and cross, to the glory of his resurrection. Through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Sacred Heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. All holy angels, pray for us. Society of Jesus, pray for us. Jesus, meek and humble of heart, make our hearts like unto thy heart. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Everyday Ignatian. Thank you for joining us today. We are going to continue our Ignatian 101 mini-series uh, all about living the Ignatian lifestyle. How can we, as lay people, live a lifestyle like St. Ignatius of Loyola in our normal working lives as mothers, fathers, students, uh, lay people at large? Last week, you we spoke about how we can pray in the mornings and how we can consecrate our mornings to our Lord in an Ignatian way. And now we're going to talk about our afternoons. And our afternoons are very interesting because every afternoon, Ignatius, and more specifically, the Divine Majesty himself, invite us to ask ourselves a question. What are we living for? Who are you living for? What are you living for? And I want to begin today by talking about something that sounds off topic, but I promise it will relate in a moment. And that's this... I don't want to call it a phenomenon, but I will. Yeah, I'll call it a phenomenon. Um, that uh, called the called the whatever podcast. Perhaps you've heard of it. Um, it's this uh, panel type show. For the record, it's not very good. I do not recommend it. Don't listen to it. But anyway, I bring it up because it's gained a lot of popularity in the last year ish. Um, and the premise, for those who don't know, 
Um, it's this panel of men and women who discuss this variety of topics. Now, usually they surround, you know, issues of sexuality, feminism, gender roles, dating, life, romance, etc. Um, and it's gotten so much press that one of my personal favorite podcasters and commentators, Ben Shapiro, has actually decided to do a commentary on this. Uh, that is available on the website, that commentary. And unfortunately, as Shapiro articulates, and Shapiro is right, this podcast, this whatever podcast, is not a place of sound, enlightening discussion. It's actually the exact opposite. If you look, look I invite you in your own time uh, to look at, like, say, clips from the whatever podcast and compare and contrast that with clips, YouTube clips from the Oxford Union in England. And the difference is night and day. One is ridiculous banter. The other is sound discussion about very deep topics that are thought-provoking and enlightening. Um, in fact, I've actually, again, if you actually go to the post itself for this week, you actually see a, um, a comparison of these two, uh, of, the, of the, the panel for the, the whatever podcast and a panel discussion at the Oxford Union. And the difference is night and day. But why do I bring up this podcast? Why do I bring up this, let's be frank, pile of garbage? Because it is a garbage show. I hate to say it. Why do I bring it up? I bring it up and I bring up this contrast between the podcast and the Oxford Union to illustrate a point. The panelists on this whatever podcast are constantly talking about their own wealth, pleasure, power, and honor and how they're seeking after it. Usually it's sex related, of course, but it's all sorts of different things. But it's all about those four things, wealth, pleasure, power, and honor. That's what St. Thomas Aquinas calls the four great sources of evil and sin in the world. Compare and contrast that with the Oxford Union. If you speak, look at clips in the Oxford Union, it's something completely different. Uh, the, the panelists and the, uh, the debaters there are constantly seeking after something far greater than their own personal uh, desires. They're seeking truth, goodness, and beauty itself. And truth, goodness, and beauty, of course, is God. And that's, and that's, and that's exactly the point of this afternoon and every afternoon is Ignatians. Every day uh, and every afternoon we are presented by our Lord with that choice. Who do you want to be like? Do you want to be like the whatever podcast and seek only sexual pleasure and, you know, ridiculous banter? Or do you want to be like the Oxford Union? Do you want to seek after something far greater than yourself? Do you want to seek something that is true and good and beautiful and far transcends any wealth, pleasure, or power, or honor that this world could ever possibly bestow on you? Or, to put it more succinctly, it is at every afternoon, every midday, that we affirm, as Ignatians, what, or more exactly, who, we live for. And so, like our mornings, we always begin our prayers by reciting the Angelus. Now, the mornings, if you recall, we always recite the Angelus uh, in honor of the resurrection of our Lord, recalling how in the morning of Easter Sunday, he rose from the dead. Uh, as the Paschal Troparion uh, explains, um, Christ has risen from the dead. By death he trampled death, and to those in the tombs he granted life. The midday, however, is a little bit different. In the midday, we recite the Angelus, not for the resurrection, but for the Passion. And as Ignatians, this carries a very significant meaning to us because it is at that midday hour and at that passion and at that, uh, that time on that first Good Friday that our Lord's sacred heart 
with peers. So for us, the midday prayer really is a very critical prayer because it calls to mind that moment when the Sacred Heart, who we are consecrated to as Ignatians, uh, was pierced for our offenses. And is it? And it's at this midday hour, furthermore, that we consecrate ourselves to that most sacred heart. But that's not all, of course. In his spiritual exercises, Ignatius exhorts us to do something else. Uh, do something else. He exhorts us to recite um, our one of two examines. The other will be in the evening, but we'll talk about that next week. Ignatius, in his exercises, says this, quote, The first examine is in the afternoon. In which, he must, uh, in which he must ask of God the grace to be able to remember how often he has fallen into that particular sin or fault and beware of it for the future. Then let him perform the first sifting, asking account of his soul concerning the sin or fault already spoken of and running through the several past parts of the day from the hour in which he rose down to the present, how many times he has committed it and mark so many points in the first line of the figure represented below. Which, which being finished, let him propose again through the, remain, through the remaining space of the day to restrain himself with greater diligence, unquote. And that is again from the spirit, that is St. Ignatius of Loyola in his exercises. And it's here that I want to go back to that whatever podcast, and that's, this is how everything kind of ties together. Because the examine, it is in that examine that we ask ourselves that question very deeply. What are we living for? Who are we living for? You know, again, I'll go back to the, the I hate to keep bringing them up, but you know, the, the, those, the, the panelists on that show are constantly s trying to stoke their own ego, expand how their rights and how their sexual desires and their sexual preferences are better than others, so on and so forth. Compare and contrast that now with Our Lady, who had the wedding feast of Cana. I don't know if you know this, but the wedding feast of Cana is the last time in the Bible that she actually speaks. That's the last time we actually have written words of hers and they're a directive do whatever he tells you our motto remember the greatest advice ever given in the history of the world one advice that can be applied to any given situation at any point in time and and that anyone can uh, can heed do whatever he tells you it's especially important for us as Ignatians who we constantly consecrate ourselves to the will of our Lord and constantly bend our wills to his will but I digress, pardon my going down the rabbit hole. But again, it's at this exam that we face that question head on. Who are we living for? What are we living for? What are we seeking after? Do we fall into sin because we want the wealth, the pleasure, the power, the honor? Or are we living virtuously? And again, heeding the words of Our Lady, doing whatever He tells us. So that's the second part. But finally, we always close with the Anima Christi. I have that here, but I want, I'll just read a few points. The whole thing is available on the website, but I'll just read a few points of it now. Soul of Christ, sanctify me. Blood of Christ, inebriate me. Oh, good Jesus, hear me. Within thy wounds, hide me. My favorite line here, suffer me not to be separated from thee. And it continues on and on. And traditionally, the spiritual exercises, the original transcripts that Ignatius himself wrote, always began, the very beginning, the very first page had that prayer in full. And he chose that, and Ignatius chose that very, very specifically. Why? Because that prayer has been described as the aspirations of St. Ignatius. It is everything that he wants to be. That is to say, completely united to anything and everything our Lord is. Completely consecrated to him, hidden within his heart. 
in constant and completely in sync, in tune with him and the, and the sacred heartbeats. Furthermore, it is also something that we should strive to be, the anima Christi, that is. The point, the, the prayer of the anima Christi, if you listen to it, is everything we should aspire to be as well, just as Ignatius. But why? Why strive to be those things? Why do, should we be sanctified by the soul of Christ? Why should we be strengthened by the passion of Christ, saved by the body of Christ? So on and so forth, hidden within the wounds of Christ. We do that not because Ignatius did it. Remember, we don't follow Ignatius, at least not in the strict sense. We follow Christ. It is what he desires of us. This is his will for our lives. They are what the divine majesty wants of us, not what Ignatius wants or what we want. We should do it because this is what God wants. And it's the anima crisi is a complete surrender of our will and our lives to the most holy will of the divine majesty. And I've said this before on the podcast, and I've said this before on everydayignatian.com, and I'll say it again now. When Ignatius founded his order, he could have just as easily named it the Society of Ignatius, as is tradition, right? The Franciscans, the Benedictines, the Dominicans after St. Dominic, etc. But he didn't. He called it the Society of Jesus, the Campania de Jesus. And he did it for a reason. Because it is ultimately he, Jesus Christ, whom we follow. Not Ignatius, not any other saint, although they're all wonderful and great, and I love talking about them. But, it's all, but they, we, we don't follow them. We are not saved by them. We are saved by God. And it is also the life of Jesus Christ that we should strive to emulate. And, it's, and nowhere is this more prevalent than in his passion. That is, the complete giving of himself and the piercing of his sacred heart for our sake. It's corny, but it's true. No greater love hath no man than this, than to lay down his life for his friends. It's corny, it's overused, sure, but it's true. It is very, very true. So let us thank God for these afternoons. And thank God that every afternoon, our blessed Lord invites us to ask a question. What are you living for? Who are you living for and why? What are you seeking after? What are you running toward? What's the end goal for you? What are you living for? And let us never be afraid to ask it, to face that question head on. Because again, every day, we're every afternoon we're called to ask that question. To the modern world, that's a scary question. What are you living for? They don't have an answer. I live for me, I guess. I live for whatever, no pun intended. But to the Ignatian and to the Christian at large, it, that's not a scary question. In fact, it's one that sparks this great joy because we can speak about the one thing that matters in this world, and that is his sacred heart. That concludes today's edition of Everyday Ignatian. A few announcements before we close. Uh, first of all, usually, and I apologize, I know I was delayed this week due to personal reasons, and I apologize for that. Uh, we usually publish every Friday at noon Rome time, both in podcast form and in written form. Uh, if you want to learn more about, speaking of which, if you want to learn more about what it means to be an Ignatian in our modern world and strive to live an Ignatian lifestyle, uh, you can learn more at uh, everydayignatian.com. And the link, is again, is in the show notes, everydayignatian.com. And you'll find a whole litany of information at your fingertips. And we're always adding more every single day. You can learn about our Ignatian, uh, Ignatian prayers, our, our charism, um, about who we are, about what we do, past blog posts, and more. Um, and, and more, all Everyday Ignatian, Ignatian 101, all of its parts will be um, uh, avail are available as well. 
And coming into the future, uh, we're going to be discussing a few things, uh, namely next week in particular I want to highlight, because next week, next week Friday, we are going to be diving into part three of our Ignatian lifestyle, and we're going to be capping it off with uh, how we can consecrate our evenings to our Lord. But that's not all, because next week we also celebrate, uh, specifically on the 31st, which is that Monday, we celebrate the Feast of St. Ignatius of Loyola himself, the godfather of our spiritual tradition here in the church. So we're going to be celebrating that on Friday as well. Again, that will be Friday at noon Rome time. Uh, so if you're in the Eastern time zone of the U.S., that'll be Eastern Standard Time, 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you're in, coming to us internationally, that will be next week, noon Rome time. Thank you again for joining us today. Please pray for me and I will pray for you. And if you uh, also have any suggestions about what you would like me to talk about for our podcast or at Everyday Nation in general, don't, please do not hesitate to reach out to me. Either uh, drop something in um, either message in social media or contact me um, on everydayignation.com. Thank you all once again for joining us. Please pray for me and, and I will pray for you. And God bless you all. Thank you again for joining us for this edition of Everyday Ignatian. We always close each episode by reciting a prayer called the Sushipe. It was written by St. Ignatius of Loyola himself five centuries ago. If you are not familiar with the Sushipe, that is okay, because I have included the link in the show notes. If you have not done so already, I invite you to go into the show notes and open up the link so that we can pray together. Thank you again for joining us, and remember, quodcunque dixerit vobis facite. Do whatever he tells you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Take, Lord, and receive all my liberty, my memory, my understanding, and my entire will, all that I have and possess. You have given all to me. To you, O Lord, now I return it. All is yours. Dispose of me wholly according to your will. Give me only your love and your grace, for this is enough for me. Amen. Sacred Heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. All holy angels, pray for us. Society of Jesus, pray for us. Jesus, meek and humble of heart, make our hearts like unto thy heart. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. <laughs>